adorable boy disciples, it is a pleasure to come to you live in podcast form from the Adorable Boy Studios and high atop the Adorable Boy Tower. This is Spud coming at you. Um, this is a different episode, a, a little bit weird for us. As you know, the two remaining Adorable Boys have been embroiled in a sort of something of an international incident. Um, and they, we got one. Ivory Gay Porter is on the podcast this week, and I know you're excited about that. The thing is, we didn't get the our other adorable boy. He's still having trouble over there. And Ivory ha- kind of has to lay low for a while for reasons that we won't go into. So unlike all adorable boy episodes, we had to record parts of this at, dif- at a different time in an undisclosed location. And actually, it's pretty far beneath the ground. And the sound quality isn't that great. But we thought it was important enough to bring Ivory back to the adorable boys. So we, we figured the listeners would sacrifice a little bit of the sound quality to hear his voice to, you know, to, to, for the adorable boys, at least two thirds of them to be here. So what follows is our opening. And then I'm going to be back, do some stuff. And then we'll have to go back to something else that we recorded. And yeah, so enjoy this, the opening, the return of Ivory Gay Porter, IGP, to the Adorable Boy Podcast. Welcome back to this glorious Adorable Boy. It is a glorious occasion. The Adorable Boy Podcast. AOL keyword, Adorable Boy. On Twitter, at Adorable Podcast. And we have a triumphant return. One of the boys is here, Adorable Boys. Because we still lost one at customs. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> and and he's still waiting there. And this is an international incident at this point. And the adorable boys won't stand for it much for much longer. But put that back in your mind. The prodigal son has returned. Ivory Gay Porter, say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. Hey, Spud. How you doing? He's back. <laughs> he's back and better than ever. Ivory Gay Porter. On your podcast, uh, you know, years. <laughs> All right, Ivory, tell me how you've been for the last four years since we've uh, since we stopped doing the radio show. Because I haven't seen you. Because you know, I mean, we do good on the radio, but other than that, I don't want to see you. But go ahead, tell us how you've been. <laughs> uh, everything's been pretty good, you know. Working a lot, keeping up, keeping up with everything going on in the world. Wonderful, IGP. Wonderful. A lot going on in the world, huh? Yeah, including. The podcast war. IGP, I suppose you haven't been able to keep up with what the adorable boys have been doing since you've been out of country. Can you tell us? Go ahead. No, I have not been able to. Well, I don't know if you're familiar, and I know you are because you're a broadcast professional and broadcast legend. We have started a podcast war, and you know what the war is, is against? No, I do not. It's against kowtowing. Now, you know all the podcasts out there. They are kowtowing to the man. And on the first re- triumphant return, the first Adorable Boy podcast, we declared a war on the other podcast. We declared a war on kowtowing. And guess what, Ivory? Big news today. We're taking down one of the kowtowiest. We're taking him down. But that's for later. 
That's the later. We're glad to have you back, Ivory. And we have a big show planned for you today. We have, we have, um, what do we got? What do we got today, Frank and Beans? No, no, put the headphones. No. Yeah, just, just get out. It's fine. All right. Let me see. I think I got the list. Um, we, oh, we have, we're going to return to doing, doing games. You know how games were a staple on the Adorable Boy Terrestrial Radio Show. We got, we have the dumb, stupid, idiot stripper challenge. Women are dumb. That's coming back. We have a special video of one of our podcast targets, one James E. Cornette. We're gonna we're gonna blow the lid off him, baby. Blow the lid off him, right? Right, good. We have all that, and we're gonna talk some news, uh, podcast war update, all of that coming for you right after these words from the Adorable Boy podcast. AOL keyword: Adorable Boy. Twitter. Uh, at adorable boy pot no at adorable podcast <laughs> and uh, let's uh, let's take it to break Frank it's morning again in America Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. With interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980, nearly 2,000 families today will buy new homes, more than at any time in the past four years. This afternoon, 6,500 young men and women will be married. And with inflation at less than half of what it was just four years ago, they can look forward with confidence to the future. It's morning again in America, and under the leadership of the Adorable Boy Podcast, our country is prouder and stronger and better. Why would we ever want to return to where we were less than four short years ago? Hello, welcome. We are back in the Adorable Boy Studios. Um, Ivory is in a safe place, and we're going to uh, we're going to move on. We are bringing back an old an old bit from the old days. Um, a lot of people think the Adorable Boys are all just fun games and shock jock, you know, stuff. Which we are. We are shock jocks, but we also enjoy the meats of our cultural stew. All of the meats of our cultural stew. And so we, we've always just loved to review books. We love to read The Adorable Boys, all of us. We love, we just love good literature. So, and actually there was an event that spurred me on to bring this feature back. And I'll get into that uh, before I tell you what book. Well, I'm not going to tell you the book and I'll tell you why later. But anyway, about a couple of weeks ago, I was walking to work at The Adorable Boys uh, Towers. And not too far from the Adorable Boy Tower is a, it's like a church with like a bell tower. It's very beautiful, very nice, good architecture. So I'm walking and there's a, I'm walking past and there's a big crowd. 
I just don't want to be bothered, you know. So I'm kind of got my head down or whatever. But of course, as always, someone recognizes me. And she says, she comes over to me and says, you know, there's someone in that bell tower with a gun. You know, we, we know you're. She knew my history as a hostage negotiator, which I was never formally trained. Since over the years on the radio, I've been able to talk people down from things. So I kind of, I still wanted to kind of ignore her, you know. I always keep sand in my pocket to like throw in someone's eyes so I can run away like Mr. Fuji. But I, there was something, it was an older lady and I didn't want to do that. So I just said, fine. So I just, there was a big line of perimeter. The cops had set up a perimeter and I just walked right through and they all allowed me to because, you know, adorable boy podcast. So I go right up to the bell tower. I climb the stairs. I get in there and there's a guy standing there and he's looking at me almost like he was waiting for me. And he's got dirty blue work pants and a dirty white t-shirt on. It has like oil stains. Could have been a mechanic. I don't know. And then like I looked at his face and it was just carrying so much weight. You could see anxiety and he was holding the gun by his side and it, and his brow just looked like it, you know, had just the weight of the world on it. And it, it was wrinkled all the way up his head. He kind of, his head kind of came to a little bit of a point and there was like yellow hair on there, almost like a stem of like some kind of vegetable. So I look at him and I said, friend, what, how can I help you? And I guess I just have a really calm demeanor and I think that's why I'm such a, just such a successful podcaster and hostage negotiator. So he looks at me and I just see one single tear just come down. And then more and more and more. And he just, his face is just, looks like he's draining all of his water out through his eyes. And he reaches in his pocket. And as he does, he has a like cargo pants pocket on the side of his pants. As his, his weathered arm is reaching in, I say to him, you know, I don't know what he's doing. So I say to him, buddy, you better take your shot and you better hit me or you're in trouble. And so he, he actually, he pulls out a book. And I'm like, I'm like, what, what? I said, what's that? And he just threw it at me. And I looked at the cover. And the, the cover was terrible. I'm going to say that. And he didn't even have to say a word. I knew what he was saying. And he just walked over to me. Put, he threw the gun down on the ground. And he just walked over to me. And, and, he, and he, he hugged me. And I, and I hugged him. And he just cried on my shoulder for a little while. And then later when he was coherent, he he told me, he said, Please give me that book back. I don't want it to do to you what it did to me. And I said, well, was it that bad that you had to go up a bell tower with a sniper rifle? And he said, I lost all respect for humanity after reading that book. So I said, all right, um, I'm not going to give it to you. And then I, t I took him down and, and I kept the book and I read it because I had to see what, what, what could make this guy like this. And in the end, like I, I kind of understood. Now, I would never go up to a bell tower with a sniper rifle. I'm stronger than that. But I could see how someone could, you know, if, if, if life wasn't going their way. As it didn't seem to be for this man. So the book, I'm not going to give the name because I don't want to. It's, it's so awful that I can't justify getting the name of this thing out there. It was written by a guy. Uh, I looked into his online presence, and it's just weird. It's it's it's, it's kind of violent. Um, I don't know what's true and what's not. But he seems to make threats online, not to people, but just like you know, 
He's one of those activists that aren't really an activist. They're in it for themselves. That's what I get the impression anyway. And he threatens to punch Nazis and I don't know. Um, so, so the book, it, it's sci-fi, which I mean, there is very good sci-fi, really artfully done sci-fi. And that's about 2% of the sci-fi that's out there. The other 98%, which this book belongs to, and it's probably on the bottom of, is just dreck. You know, it, it's, they're, they they got a clear agenda and they're not hiding it all. It's not artfully done. It's not, it's not entertaining. It's not anything. It's just, and, and this book falls into it. There's no like real world themes. Nothing about it resonates. It's just, it's just no good. And the, <laughs> I can't think. I mean, I actually looked up reviews of it online and the reviews are terrible. And I just don't understand how someone could write this. And I, what I really don't understand, understand is how someone could publish this. Now, I don't know who published it. And maybe even a vanity press. And if you don't know what a vanity press is, it's a, it's a company that'll publish your book and they'll print out copies and they'll put it on the internet, like uh, eBooks and stuff, Kindle, whatever. Uh, but you pay for it. So you basically, you know, it's people that couldn't get their book published by big publishers. So they pay for it themselves and they have a book and that's fine. And I'm sure people have been successful at doing that and sold it, their books and everything. I can't imagine this one was. And I don't even know if it was a vanity press, but it's just that's, I can't imagine it being published. Um, and I wish I could, I, my loyal fans, I wish I could give you the name of this, but I just, I just can't in good conscience do that. Because I don't need anyone else going up into a, be a bell tower, you know? I, I can't be everywhere. I can't. It's it's very tough. I like su I'm like Superman, kind of. You know, I can help. I can help everyone, but I just can't be everywhere. So suffice it to say, this, this sci-fi book is terrible. Um, it's also derivative of another work, I believe. That's what I've heard anyway. I've, I haven't read the other work. But they, they go around like stealing ships or something. I don't know, spaceships. Uh, I, they didn't build the world very well with this author. And like if, if, if I, if someone in my family wrote that, like say I was married to the person that wrote that, I would just keep them away from anyone I love. Because I just can't imagine the mind that would come up with that and then publish it and think it's good. You know? Um, so it's a short book review today, but it's, and I'm sorry I can't give you the full disclosure, full disclosure and tell you the name, but I just can't in good conscience do that. I'm protecting you guys, which is what I do, you know, just like I protected that guy in the in the clock tower, the bell tower, whatever it was. I'm protecting you now, and uh, we got some instant feedback coming in. If you don't know, we got the instant feedback up running again. Um, you could just write in, tell us what's on your mind. We might read it, we might not, but it's good to know. Uh, this one just says slob. The word slob over and over again. Um, which is funny if you know this guy. But if not, it's not really, I guess. Um, yeah, so that's the Adorable Boy book review for this week. Uh, if you come across a book and and in the first chapter you're reading it and saying, this is this is just terrible, it's probably this book. And you should, and you should stop reading it. So yeah, uh, we'll be back more fun we're gonna get the mood up again because that was pretty depressing after reading but i had to kind of share it i had to kind of vent it 
after reading that thing. Adorable Boy Podcast will be back after these words. Hi there. Are you searching for a daycare that you could trust to take care of your little ones throughout the day? Are you searching for a daycare with the most modern facilities to keep your little one entertained and educated? Are you searching for a daycare that won't steal your pension and leave you destitute in your retirement years? Well, your search may be over. Our team of experts understand how to properly handle children and provide for their emotional needs as well as their physical needs. And we would never think of robbing either their or your portfolio and running away with the money. And at Enron Daycare, we believe that every child deserves a second chance. So if your child has had trouble at other daycares, bring them to Enron. We believe that our intensive yet loving approach to discipline can be just what your child needs to get on the straight and narrow. So if you have only a hazy recollection of the early 2000s and really didn't pay much attention to finances, give us a call. We think that we can help your child succeed. And Ron Daycare, we finally got the SEC off of our backs. Mama, you are listening to Manti Teo's Imaginary Girlfriend's favorite podcast. We think. Why not? Could be. Adorable boys. All right. The Adorable Boy Podcast, Episode 3, officially underway. This is your friend Spud coming at you, radio legend, now podcast legend. All right, now we promised you a special segment to look into the podcast war. And the Adorable Boys, we get a lot of mail, we get a lot of things sent to us online, you know, actual mail. And the most interesting thing that came to me this week was a video of one podcast cowtower, James E. Cornette. He has a podcast. He talks about wrestling and, you know, how much he hates Trump and everyone else. And Kenny Omega. He doesn't like Kenny Omega. He makes that perfectly clear. So this video came to me, and it really gives you an insight into the mind of Jim Cornette, that he thinks that he can come into broadcasting, come into podcasting, where the adorable boys have ruled the roost for so long. And he thinks he can just take it over. And I was wondering, where does he... I mean, he always played a, a braggadocious, if I can use a term that uh, I'm not sure Jim Cornette will understand. He always played that kind of a character. You know, he played a bad guy a lot. And he played a good bad guy. The guy's a wrestling legend. There's no arguing arguing with what he's done in the wrestling ring. But what, what I always just wondered, what makes him tick? What makes him think that he can come and kowtow in the podcast medium? And think he can get away with it. So this video gives some insight into that. So Jim, um, I know you. I haven't listened to your this week's podcast at any one of yours, the Cornette Experience, I believe it's named. I'm not going to listen to it, but I just, I, I just wanna, I wanna send this shot across the bow, Jim Cornette, because you're scared and it's obvious. I'm not gonna say how it's obvious. It's just, it's obvious. We both know it. You're scared of the adorable boys. 
you're trying to avoid us and we're not going to let you. We're going to keep coming after you. And in, in a way, you should feel honored that you're the first official target of the Adorable Boy podcast war. Though we've named others, you're the first one that we're coming at full force, if I can quote Jeff Farmer. So let me uh, give some introduction to this video, some preamble, if you will. Uh, this is Lance Russell, I believe it's from 1982, and it's Jim Cornette's first ever appearance on a wrestling TV show. Um, you'll hear in the, in the interview that he was around wrestling for a while, and he was taking pictures, and this he wanted to get in to be a manager, because he didn't... Well, I'll let the video do the talking, actually. It's a grainy video, kind of. It's old. Jim Cornette is wearing a, I don't know, a, a puke beige suit, uh, glasses, his... His famous hairdo um, looks. I mean, he looks good. He's 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 a he's a typical, not even typical. He's above average wrestling personality of the day, and that's what I'll say about Jim Cornette. So let's give it a listen. Um, we're gonna see what Jim Cornette has to say, and we're gonna find out well, this little insight into why he cowtails. So I'm gonna send it to Lance Russell from 1982, Jim Cornette's first television wrestling, televised wrestling appearance. Right now, I want to welcome out here a gentleman I have known for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I think many of you wrestling fans throughout uh, the entire area have uh, seen him at ringside, Mr. Jim Cornette. Jim uh, is a well-known photographer. He's taken probably more wrestling pictures than anybody in uh, in the country, and as uh... a photographer, a wrestling photographer. I just want you to—that's what Jim Cornette does. And he came into that business and he, you know, he worked hard. He worked his way from the bottom up. And yet in the podcast business, he thinks he can just start wherever he wants. And I'm sick of it. So I'm going to let it play some more and we'll, uh, we'll learn even more about the psyche of the kowtowing podcaster, Jim Cornette. Uh, an interesting part of it too. He's been involved in the championship wrestling magazine, which many of you have enjoyed and all the pictures in there. First, Jimmy, I appreciate you coming out here. I tell you the reason I ask you to come out here because I know that you have been involved around wrestling uh, as a hobby and taking pictures and that sort of thing for quite some time. But I heard now that you are talking about getting into it a little more deeply in the managerial end of it. Well, Lance, that's correct. I and there's, he's trying to, he's speaking with a pretty good diction. Um, you know, he just started talking. He's nervous, you can tell, but of course he is. It's his first his first televised wrestling appearance. So let's keep going. I have been doing ring announcing. I've been writing magazine articles. I've been taking pictures around the area for several years now. For the main reason is that wrestling has been my life. It's been my hobby. I've loved it ever since I... Hold on. Stop it there, Frank. Stop it. Wrestling has been your life. It's been your hobby. And you've loved it since you were a small boy, huh, Jim Cornette? Well, podcasting has been my life. Broadcasting has been my life. And you come in and you kowtow, basically spitting on my life's work, on the adorable boy's lives' work. And you think we're going to sit back and take it? No, we're not. That's why we're coming after you. So when you wake up at night in a cold sweat and the pillow soaked and you just feel terrible, you're sweating, but you're cold, shivering. You remember the cause of your nightmare. 
you remember that you brought this on upon yourself. That you made the adorable boys come after you. You remember that, Jim. All right, hit play again. I was uh, just a real small boy. And you know it's the dream of everybody that likes wrestling to one day be a great wrestler, be the world heavyweight champion or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for most people, that's an unreachable goal. It's unreachable. For you don't have the podcast background, Jim. You don't have, don't have the, the podcast background. background. And as much as I've loved wrestling, the only way that I'll ever have a chance to be a direct participant in the sport is to be a manager. And I know it's a, it's a big step, but that yeah. is what I've got to so do. So you don't think I you could be a wrestler, Jim Cornette? You think you could be a wrestler manager, a wrestler's manager. Understood. So why not just be a podcast manager? Don't get off the air. Don't kowtow. And then you wouldn't be being attacked by the adorable boys on Twitter and through the podcast world. Hit it again, Frank. Ever want to reach my goal? Well, Jimmy, um, I know that wrestling has is, is, uh, been your hobby. Can you uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your background? What kind of work? What do you uh, do for, for a livelihood? Uh, that's it. Uh, just I've been a photographer, writing magazine articles. See, uh, I, not a lot of people know it, but I come from a fairly wealthy family. My mother has a lot. I didn't hear you say you were a podcaster. I didn't hear that because you're not. You knew it in 1982. You knew you weren't a podcaster then, and you know it now. Press play. A lot of money, and uh, so I've just oh, okay. this as a hobby. There it is. Generally, whatever I want. I'm gonna let it play again, but just remember, his mother has a lot of money. Want she has gotten for me in the past. I... Oh, okay. Uh, well, and so now you're gonna you're gonna get into the the business. It's a tough business. You pursued it as a hobby, and what you want, your mother has gotten for you in the past. You're doing it all over again, Jim. You're trying to skip paying your dues, and we're not going to let you. Ha we're not going to let it happen. We will. We will attack you because you don't love podcasting. We put our blood, sweat, and tears into this for thirty years. And then you come in with your mom's money. You can't even make you can't even make your own way. You can't be your own man. You come in with your mom's money and you try to take over wrestling. And let's say you were pretty successful at it. Not gonna deny that. But it won't happen with podcasting. Because the adorable boys are standing at the gates and we will not let you pass. That is the point of this podcast war. Play it again. You're gonna you're gonna get into the the business. It's a tough business, and it takes some money behind well, it. Well, I know. Too. And uh, first, not as tough as podcasting, Jim. And you're gonna find that out. This guy, this Lance Russell, can't even believe your audacity, your unmitigated gall. And I can't either. I'm echoing the feelings of Lance Russell, thirty four, almost forty years later. Hit play. First of all, I don't mean to come out here and say that I know everything about wrestling or managing. I know a lot about wrestling. I intend to know everything. Or about podcasting. You don't. Okay, you don't. I'm sorry if I'm getting a little angry, but this just, this is a war. And anger has its place in a war, Jim Cornette. Hit play. What I did was, when I decided I wanted to take this step, I went to my mother and I said, Mama, anything that I've wanted before, you've got for me. And this is what I want to make my career. And she said if it would make me happy, if I scouted around, if I found somebody 
she would write the check and she would buy the contract. And like I say, I don't mean to say that I know everything about wrestling, but with her money behind me, I can afford to hire as many advisors or trainers, any, anything that I need. And I will. How do you sleep at night? Your sweet mother just wanted to make you happy. She just wanted little Jimmy to be happy. And you know what? Before this whole kowtowing podcast thing, I, I wouldn't mind it if you were happy. I'd love for you to be happy. I'd love for everyone to be happy. As long as they're not kowtowing and destroying the podcast world. Your mom can't write you a check for this, Jimmy. She can try. She can buy the equipment. She can do whatever. But it's content that is king. And the adorable boys have it up and down. We We didn't have rich mamas. Some of us didn't have mamas. Okay? We had to work and sweat to get where we are in the podcasting world. Hit play. You'll learn everything that there is to learn about wrestling. Go ahead and hire advisors in the podcast world, Jim. It's not going to get you anywhere. All they do is will do is mess you up. We've had hundreds of pro of programming directors and and managers trying to make trying to to weld the adorable boys into something that they wanted, but the adorable boys would not be welded. We wouldn't. So get your managers, get your your consultants, get whoever you want. It's not going to work. Because as I said before, the adorable boys are standing at the podcasting gates and we will not let you through. Yeah, I've been going to matches all over the country for as long as I've I've been interested in wrestling. And uh, what I intend to do is there's a lot. You're going to try and learn everything you can about podcasting, Jim? You can't. Podcasting is in the soul. In my soul in the soul of every adorable boy and every adorable boy disciple around the world. In our soul. You can't learn something that's in the soul, Jim. It has to be there. You have to feel it. You have to nurture it. You have to hold it at night. Cradle it and caress it. And you can't do that, Jim, because you're too busy kowtowing. The top prospects around this area, but there's also a lot across the country. I'm going to go around, and as long as it takes me, I'm going to find somebody that I think can be a great two people, that I think can be a great team, possibly the World Tag Team Champions, and also perhaps single champions as well. Well, Jimmy, uh, it's uh, ambitious, I will say, and it's an interesting way to You're going to find the world's podcasting champions too, Jim? Is that what you're going to do? You got your co-host, and he agrees with everything you say, and and, I can't even believe you, Jim. 1982. You weren't kowtowing back then, Jim. You weren't. But but I can see it in you. I can see it. And I can see the attitude. This gives me an insight into you. And now I know my enemy even better. I intimately know you, Jim. And I'm coming after you. Not literally. This is not a threat. I wish to inflict no harm upon you. I wish to take down the kowtowing podcast, though. That you create. And I would love to save it, Jim. I would love to make you a better podcaster, but it's not going to happen. You're too far gone. And that saddens me, but that's what I'm dealing with. The adorable boys deal in truth. So, hit play. Get into the business. I did want to clear it up because uh, I have known you for for quite some time. And uh all i can say is good luck to you a lot of people want to do this lance but as uh, what i feel about it is any way you can do it do it 
This is my goal, and this is what I want to do. Whatever means I have at my disposal, I'm going to do it. Okay, Jimmy Cornette. And that good just luck. says it right there. Not anyway, Jim. You do it the right way. You podcast the right way. You don't have your mom write you a check. You don't do it. I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. I've heard you talk about it throughout the years. But she can't get through the podcasting gates with the adorable boy standing there. She can't get you through. We will, you shall not pass, Jim Cornette. That's pretty much the end of that video. Anyway, I just, it's just, it's astonishing. Drop the bombshell. Not only did Jim Cornette's mom write him a check to get into wrestling, but he has the gall to think he can just walk into podcasting, stroll into the place, sure, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to have everything. Put my jacket down, put my feet up. No, no, Jim. There are a lot of podcasters out there, and some of them are good. Some of them don't kowtow. A man you've been quite critical of, and your, and your co-host. And I know I mentioned this before, but your co-host once said, and I heard him on a podcast, correct me if I'm wrong, I may be wrong, but he, was, he, he diminished Chris Jericho's singing ability. I've heard Fozzie. I love Fozzie. Jericho can sing. Jericho can act. Jericho can wrestle. Jericho can entertain. Jericho... Chris Jericho can podcast. Vince Russo. Like him or not, Jim. He was the Attitude Era, wasn't he? He can podcast too. He's not kowtowing. He says what he says what he feels, bro. And I know you've had your differences. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna say he can't podcast, because he can. But you, Jim. You who want to stroll in. Like you're like you're like you're man about town. Oh yeah, it's, I'll go in the refrigerator. I'll eat the chili. I'll drink the sprite. Whatever you want to drink. Yeah, I own the place. I own the podcasting house. No, you don't. You will not get into the podcasting kitchen, Jim. Because the adorable boys are standing there with one of those roller. I don't know the exact name for them, but the wooden roller. And we're not afraid to use it, even though we don't know the name. We're not afraid to use it. We don't need to know the name to keep you out of our podcast kitchen. The adorable boys are sweating, not into the food, of course, but we're sweating figuratively, making, building, perfecting our podcast in that kitchen. And we don't have time for cow towers to come in and think they can eat the chili and drink the Sprite and use a microwave and put their feet on the table and pee in the corner. We're not having it, Jim. That's all I got to say. This is a podcast war. And the adorable boys will not lose. AOL keyword, adorable boy podcast. Twitter, at adorable podcast. Find us on the web everywhere we go. We're going to be right back. This is the adorable boy podcast. All right, lovely. Welcome back to the Adorable Boy Podcast. Um, 
we were supposed to have the dumb, stupid, idiot stripper challenge. Women are dumb. I know we promised you that. But the stripper left. Um, she was out in the green room. I could see her from the studio. But she had a cell phone call and she had to go. She said she had to get to the hospital. Um, and as I saw her drive away, her license plate said MD, but it must be her boyfriend's car or something. So um, we will have that next week. And we'll try to get her back. And if we can't, we'll get someone else. Those strippers are a dime a dozen. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go and we're going to uh, go back to... Uh, the pre-recorded thing we did before with Ivory. We're going to talk about some news. Talk about the goings-on. And um, we hope you enjoy it. All right. Get ready. Remember, the sound quality is bad. But uh, we're going to fix that. And hopefully, everyone will be at the Adorable Boy Studios next week. So here we go. Talking some news with Ivory, Gay Porter, and Spud of the Adorable Boys. All right, Ivory. That was a great word from our sponsors. So what do you say, IGP, that we do a little bit of news? Oh, I'd love that. News, news, newsy, newsy, news, 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 newsy, newsy, news. All right. Now, I know you weren't you weren't in country for Adorable Boy uh, episode two. We talked about Deshaun Jackson from the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you hear about what happened to him uh, there, there uh, Ivory? No, I did not. Well, I'll tell you. And it'll be a rehash for our audience, but, you know, they love us, so they'll be fine. So, Deshaun Jackson plays for the Eagles, and uh, I think it was on Instagram. He shared a quote that he thought was Hitler's. It was from a book. It's, it's actually not It's not a Hitler quote, but he thought it was. And I don't remember the exact quote. I, I gave the exact quote on uh, episode two of the Adorable Boy podcast, This Means War, which can be found wherever you get your podcast. Um, so, the quote was something about how Jewish people exploit black people that's the the gist of the quote and he thought it was hitler's and um and actually we i let the last podcast we tried to help him by telling him what you can and can't say so you can say this is just an example i like volkswagens they're good cars but what you can say is i agree with hitler volkswagens are good cars (laughs) You, you get the difference there ivory right oh i get the difference it's pretty simple yeah we we just wanted to help him know so anyway, we also noted that uh, he was given a stern talking to by the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe. Um, I don't and, blame him. <laughs> and that was yeah. We thought I don't I don't want to have I don't want him to have to sit through that again. So I was just trying to give him some tips. Um. So anyway, now I believe it's the Eagles. Yes, they released a statement, and um, I really think I don't. Know, I think they might be being too hard on him. But here it is. Here's the the statement. I'm quoting it. We have spoken with Deshaun Jackson about his social media posts. Regardless of his intentions, the messages he shared were offensive, harmful, and absolutely appalling. They have no place in our society and are not condoned or supported in any way by the organization. We are disappointed, and we reiterated reiterated to Deshaun the importance of not only apologizing, but also using his platform to take action to promote unity, equality, and respect. We are continuing to evaluate the circumstances and will take appropriate action. We take these matters very seriously and are committed to continuing to have productive and meaningful conversations with Deshaun, as well as with all of our players and staff, in order to educate, learn, and grow. I think that's a bit harsh. I don't know what you think, Ivory. I don't know if it's a little too harsh. I mean, it, it, I, it is pretty bad, so. It is. It's, it's 
you know, all he did was agree with the genocidal maniac. Not and they're going to have yeah. and they're going to talk one, to one him about it. One of the worst in history. Yeah, <laughs> but they they're, they're going to have to, you know, I'm sure he wasn't very uncomfortable in that in that conversation. It ain't better. He agreed with something he didn't even say. Exactly. He just <laughs> thought he was agreeing with the genocidal maniac. <laughs> and, and I just think it's it, you know, I mean, I would never expect them to fine him or 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 release him or suspend him even, you know. Release that would, him is only, that's a little harsh. They're all too harsh, you know? I mean, fine them, I guess. Mm-mm. Suspension, anything, no. that's a little much. For, agree- for agreeing with the guy who murdered six million people? No. <laughs> no, you can't, no, you can't do that. You also, I mean, he also did it, you know, he experimented on the people too, you know? I mean, he, he's pretty much, he, he dehumanized a group of individuals more than any has been dehumanized before, I guess. Or at least he's up there. He's in the top five. It, Hitler, that is. He's more than top five. Well, you know, I'm he, just... he might be the top five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. I don't know, Ivory. I, I don't know, Ivory. I, I just the NFL. Uh, I just don't want them to be too harsh on him. And and this statement by the Eagles is pretty harsh, and I'm not sure that I like it. Huh? Uh, they they gotta be harsh on some people. I guess they're, they're a little they're a little lean with too many of them. I would agree. Um, so, you you got to make an example of somebody. That's true. When they have, him. they have. Let's yeah, be honest. It happens to be him. Deshaun Jackson. So Deshaun, if you're listening, listen to the second Adorable Boy podcast. We're gonna we're gonna help you with this. So this never happens to you again. Um. So hope you're listening there. Hmm. You're gonna get about... a phone call from him now. <laughs> I hope so. I'm trying to help him. I'm his best friend. Goodness sake. Why does my why does my help always go misunderstood, Ivory? <laughs> we're radio legends. Let's let's help our community a little. <laughs> now we're podcast legends. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what else is in the news, Ivory? You know anything? Anything you want to talk about? Ah, oh, God. Wonderful. That's okay. Me, that's why you put me on the spot. <laughs> I got something else. I only said that so I could interrupt you anyway. Have you heard about this Wayfair thing, Ivory? No. Now this might this may be the craziest thing I've ever heard. You know, you know what Wayfair is, right? Yes. It's the furniture. Mm. All right. So th- this conversation, since you don't know about it, it's going to take a turn that you never expected. Uh oh. So there there have been posts on like on social media and stuff of like a pillow from Wayfair for like thirteen thousand dollars. What? Yeah. And the pillow and there's cabinets for like twenty five and and all of these things that that seem to be overpriced, they like they they have names like like IKEA had names for their has names for their furniture. Wait, you think they're overpriced? Well, well, just wait, just wait. They're right, they're right in the ballpark. Now, hey, Ivory, I need you to trust me. Can you trust? Can we be like we go down a gentle stream and you're trusting me? You're trusting oh. me to get us to that's our destination. That's a, that's can a you one. can you trust me, Ivory? I could trust you. I, Ivory, could you trust me? Yeah. Ivory. What do we got? Ivory. <laughs> Can you trust me? <laughs> okay, so that got creepy, huh? <laughs> sign off. <laughs> <laughs> never. The adorable boys will never sign off. Not till the pot uh, the adorable boys will never sign off, Ivory. Not till the podcast war is won. Not till the last salvo is fired. Now I digress. I, 
Yes, I digress. I just get I get passionate about the uh, the podcast war. I get fired off about the hashtag podcast war. But um, anyway, so Wayfair, yeah. So all these overpriced items, they had names in the front of them like Andrew or like Gianna, or or, or it was a it was a person's name. So what That's people is, what people are saying is that they're not really selling the pillow or the cabinet. They're selling. People. Abducted children. That is creepy. It's it's. I don't even like. And then Wayfair, obviously, Wayfair is going to come out and say no. That's insane. And then, <laughs> no, I don't see him saying. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we we do that. You yeah. Cra- you cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> you got us. We never tried to hide it. <laughs> you can read it right <laughs> on the label. <laughs> like I, that. I can't imagine that that's taking place. I'm not I, saying it isn't. I, I'm not saying it is. But, but those are bizarre names. I don't know. <laughs> and it, like a lot of them are pic- they say the they said the pictures were um, like Wayfair's statement said the pictures were like mistakes that it wasn't meant to have that price on it. Yeah, and like I, I bet. Well, and the cabinets they said are like industrial cabinets that do cost that much. And there were a few that were like rugs, and there are and like the rugs are like one hundred twenty five thousand, and there are rugs that cost that much insanely. Oh, yeah, of course. They but don't like, have the name, you know, Giovanni. Or, well, uh, I mean, I guess they could. IKEA names stuff weirdly, you know. They though they don't name them with people's names often. They do yeah, sometimes, I, but they, it, it, it's I've weird. I've heard of anybody called Poang. I mean, uh, well, I knew I knew sure a, fr- a name, so. <laughs> no, I knew a French kid. <laughs> he was he was a nice guy. Poang. Oh, Poang, Poang Jones. We called him Pody. <laughs> and um, one time, well, he he. He picked something up by the railroad, and then like everything turned purple, and his hair was like fried, and Pody was never the same after that. But again, we digress. <laughs> do you think it's possible? That, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory, but do you think it's possible that this is what's going on? I I don't put anything past anybody. You're right. You're right about I mean, that. I, this is ins- if this is true, then I will believe anything. I would not be shocked with anything. If it came I, out, I'd be like, oh, I, I saw that coming. They do sell furniture, too, though. I mean, I've gotten a couch from them. I've gotten two couches from them. What, what was it called? <laughs> Leroy? <laughs> Did you get anything extra with the couch? Syphilis? Oh, you didn't get a, por- you didn't get a person. No, no. Well, we well, cracked it. We're good. The syphilis might have been, unre- might have been unrelated. I don't know. Might have, I, might have is a pretty strong word. <laughs> That's true. I I don't even know what else to say about this. It was just so interesting that I had to bring it up. That is very bizarre. I I yes, I I would agree. I, I've never heard of that, but like I said, I would not put anything past anybody. No, you can't. People but can be very clever. Whoever did this, I mean, they should be in jail for the rest of their lives, but they should also be used for. But at the same time, they're not very clever. Well, I, it, it works. The person's name in front of the product. That, well, that's true. <laughs> that is a good point. I saw this. I saw this uh, meme. I think it was on Facebook, and uh, we'll put it up on the adorable boy. Um, I don't know, pot, whatever website, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, and it was like it was a, it was a a train car, and on the back of it, it said COVID nineteen. <laughs> what? And this is a, a diversion, but 
It was a train car, and on the back of it, 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 it I'm like, like where you see writing on trains, it said COVID-19. And in that my head, is. I'm like, listen, it had to be Photoshop because if they were transporting COVID-19 by tanker, which why would they ever do <laughs> on a train? Why would they then write COVID-19 on the side of it? <laughs> am I, I mean, am I wrong about that? I, I, I would think that that is definitely Photoshop. Yeah, thank you. It, it thank seems you. a little bizarre. Yes. Well, yeah. Have you heard that other thing that's happened uh, in China? Tell us about it, Ivory. Tell us. With the, uh, with the, uh, what is it? The, the amusement parks and the carnival and the uh, roller coasters. Uh, no, I haven't heard about that. That they're requiring people that even when they're in amusement parks and they're on the roller coasters, they have to wear masks. Hmm. And they're, they're not allowed to scream. Not allowed to scream. <laughs> no screaming. <laughs> they tell them they cannot scream. They have to scream with inside. That's insane. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you go? I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, you can get into the debate on masks and all that, whatever. But, but I, I'm not gonna go to these places. But they said they wouldn't be mad if you screamed, but they prefer if you didn't. Oh well, that's nice. I'm like, how, 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 how would they know if you screamed? You got a mask on. Where is this? China? You said. I think it was China. Mm. Well, if they if you do scream, they're gonna kill you. <laughs> Just kidding, China. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Can I get sued by China? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to come after you. Oh, well, I mean, you know, this is a big podcast. You know, we're, we're American foundations. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'd love that. Yeah, they want to take, you know, they'd like to take us down a peg. That's why that's, that's the life of the adorable boys that we've chosen, you know? <laughs> anyway, let's see what else is in the news. Joel, Joel Osteen reveals reason behind divorce. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Some, there was something about dentists that might have been interesting. Hold on. Dentist who slaughters Cecil the lion hunts and kills protected wild ram just four, le four years later. Hmm. Did they think he was going to stop? I, I guess not. I, don't... I guess since they shamed him four years ago, he might stop. I would If he did that, which I, I have no reason to believe he didn't, then, then killing endangered animals must be like crack. You know? Because why would, why would he keep doing it when he's getting you know, publicly killed for it? But it, I, I, apparently they're not doing enough to stop him. <laughs> he's, literally, he's literally laughing at them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. This, this man is a, is a, is a dynamo. He's a, he's a juggernaut of, of killing <laughs> animals that shouldn't be killed. And they're just shaming him. Apparently he doesn't care. He's unstoppable. Let's question, when is he going to move on to the most dangerous game? What is that? Humans. That's right around the corner. I mean, you know. That's in maybe... four years. Well, let's hope, someone let's hope someone stops him before then. That's when the purge kicks in. Ooh, the purge, yeah. And that, and that guy's going to be first on the list. He's going to go yep. now. Oh, I, and we should tell the new listeners, I know there are a lot of old, old listeners that know this, but... Uh, Ivory is our horror movie consigliere. Um, oh, thank it's, you. It's interesting that he brought up The Purge. And uh, I don't know. That's all I got about that. I guess I was supposed to go somewhere, but it didn't. <laughs> but, he, but it's true, nonetheless. He is our horror movie consigliere. <laughs> that's supposed all to go right. somewhere else, but I guess not. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's what the adorable... We're shock jocks, Ivory. You know that. You know this better than anyone. That, that, We're going to shock you. 
That'll be another day, another episode. No, no, we're we're always shock jocks. I think we're winding down on the news here, Ivory. Uh, winding down on the show. Yeah. Uh, you got any plugs to give? You going to be anywhere? Going to be appearing anywhere? No, no, no. No. No, right now. I mean, if you did, if you did, it would be more entertaining. But okay. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> really put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I'm, I know. I mean, if you if you're if you're appearing anywhere, you know, just let the, let everyone know. But that's cool. You're not. You're laying low. You just got home. So where were you anyway? I was all over the place. Oh, I get you. Tra- tra- traveling Europe. Hmm. Interesting. Then it was tough to get back here. You know, with everything going on. Yeah. I got stuck. Yeah. Well. I got the adorable, back. the adorable boy Siples really worried about you, and we're still worried about. Our 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 still stuck comrade, still stuck. Comrade. Ah, he'll be he'll be back soon. Well, he's a dynamo, you know. He's, you know, he can. There's nothing he can't get out of. He's like MacGyver and and Batman mixed into one. Well, I've seen get out of some weird stuff before. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we all have, haven't we, Ivory? We all have. That's the adorable voice. We're shock jocks. We live a shocking life. We burn the candle at both ends. And that's what we want you to know. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up this news there, Ivory. Um, then we'll come back. We'll have a commercial from our wonderful sponsors, ones that pay the bills. And we'll be back to uh, wrap up Adorable Boy Podcast. AOL keyword, Adorable Boy. All right. Be back after this. Hey, this is Spud. Can't get enough of the Adorable Boy Podcast. We don't blame you. Find us on Twitter at, at AdorablePodcast. Gmail. AdorablePodcast at gmail.com. AOL keyword, Adorable Boy Podcast. Instagram, Adorable Boy Podcast. And get us every week, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you later. Adorable Boys. All right, this is Spud back here with you. We were going to end the podcast, but as we're recording, we got some news um, that we just needed to come to you with. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, last week we gave NFL star Deshaun Jackson some advice on what to say and what not to say. Uh, If you're not familiar with the story, I'll give it to you real quick. He quoted quotes that he thought were Hitler's, but they weren't, and they're pretty anti-Semitic and talked about... You know, just anti-Semitic things. I won't go into it. And we, we tried to help him last week by telling him what we, he can and cannot say. Now, we, we, we see this, as our friend Randy the Rocket Rosenthal would put it, as a mitzvah. We're trying to help these athletes. Because, I mean, Randy is, is, a, is a proud Jewish person. And we want to help people to know that racism, anti-Semitism has no part in our, in our society. So, this week... Another situation similar, uh, a guy named Nick Cannon. Now, I'm not quite sure what he does. I, th- I think he was on Nickelodeon for a while, back when he was younger. Um, and he came out and he said some pretty bad things against uh, both Jewish people and I guess white people in general, and really anyone from what it seemed. It seemed, every- it seemed like he was kind of putting down every race. And he said that they're inferior and, and Jewish people, you know, the same stuff, same old stuff. They're manipulating and whatever. The same stuff that anti-Semites often say. 
And Nick, I'm telling you, man, it's not a good career move. You may think it is. You may have your friends offering you jobs on other platforms and, and great. But I'm telling you, Nick, hate is not a good career move. And uh, he, I believe he said these comments on a podcast, and I'm actually looking online for them right now, and they're pretty tough to find. But coincidentally enough, he is already, and I think he made these podcasts a few yeah, about a day ago, he has already apologized for them. Now, I mean, he went to detail in his quotes. I, I did hear them, but I don't have the official quotes right now. But he went into detail about how other races are inferior. And, and, and what he said, it wasn't... I mean, it was clear he'd thought about this. Now, I don't know how intelligent he is, but he put some kind of effort in to think about it. Or he just mimicked someone else, which is probably what happened. But either way, these were calculated comments. And the next day, he's ta- he says that he didn't realize how bad the words were and how much they would hurt people. And... I don't know. I, it's 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 odd to me that he could make such a change in 24 hours. I'm not saying it's impossible. But I'm thinking if he said them yesterday, he's probably not sorry for them today. I don't know how he could be. So, Nick, just, here, just, just if you can't have a, a, a logical discussion, then don't have the discussion. I don't, I, apparently, you had like 90 jobs in entertainment. And, and I know he got fired. He actually had some consequences, unlike Deshaun Jackson. He got fired from his job um, at CBS. I don't know what he did there. I guess he had a show or something. So, I, Nick, it cost you a lot, my friend. And it's just not a smart thing to do. If you got hate, if you can't get rid of it, at least don't say it. That's, that's the adorable boy's response to you. Advice to you, rather. The adorable boys, the adorable boys have no hate. Uh, we're radio legends. We have big houses. You know, we're pretty happy. And we worked hard for them. So it's kind of hard for us to identify with you, but I'm just, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help all all misguided celebrities. Nick, Nick, Nick. Let's see if I can find something online about what he said. Let's see. A lot of, a lot of people agree with him, which is scary. Um... Let's read his apology. Let's see if we can have an apology. Oh, he one of his jobs was that he hosted The Masked Singer. I never watched that. He might still host that, actually. Um, and what I'm reading here is that the comments came on a June 30th episode of Canon's Class. Now, I was unaware that he had a podcast. And Nick, I mean, if you're kowtowing, which you're a prime suspect for kowtowing, um, we're going to come get you. And now you're on our radar. So that was probably the biggest mistake you made. Getting on our radar. Um, I can't. Oh, here's some of his apology. It says, first and foremost, I extend my deepest and most sincere apologies to my Jewish sisters and brothers for the hurtful and divisive words that came out of my mouth during my interview with Richard Griffin. Now, I, he didn't just put down Jewish people, he mostly put down Jewish people, but I guess he's not apologizing for the other ones. So that's weird. Uh, and his, the next one is they reinforce the worst stereotypes of a proud and magnificent people and I feel ashamed of the uninformed and naive place that these words came from the video of this interview has since been removed well I mean it's still everywhere there Nick so I don't know why you include that last sentence but let's go back to the first sentence they reinforce the worst stereotypes of a proud and magnificent people now one day you're calling them proud and magnificent but the day before 
you had some pretty bad words for them. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, Nick. If you want the adorable boy's uh, opinion. Um, I'm on Twitter looking at stuff. At Adorable Podcast on Twitter, by the way. And um, a lot of people agree with him. And there are a lot of people that don't, obviously. I just... um, Nick, if you got the hatred in you, I don't know. You better better try to get it out. And not in words. I'm talking about change of views. Um, so that was an, an, an emergency adorable boy advice session for Nick Cannon. Hope you're listening, buddy. Um, hope you're not kowtowing. Because if you are, well, we'll get you. Um, and the war on, on kowtowing, the podcast war. Hashtag podcast war. Uh, you can find... Oh, I didn't mention this too. You can find the Adorable Boys on YouTube. Uh, we had a preview video of our Jim Cornette segment from today. In fact, we posted the whole thing up there with a nice video that we made. We think it's entertaining. Hope you'll give it a watch. Um, and I guess that's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You fans of the lifeblood of the Adorable Boys. Uh, we'll be back next week when we will definitely have the dumb, stupid, idiot, stripper challenge, women are dumb. And we'll have a whole lot more for you. Uh, we're, we're, tr- we're trying to get another member of the Crazy Crew in. From uh, If you're not, if you're unfamiliar, if you're a new listener, the Crazy Crew is our kind of cast of, of misfits. But we love them. But they're kind of, they're outside of society. We'll say it that way. Um, last week we had Joe the Camel Boy on and that was good. So we're working on another one for next week. Hopefully he'll be here. Um, tune in next week. Thank you for downloading this. Thank you for listening. As always, we very much appreciate our fans. I'm going to go home to the mansion that our fans paid for. Um, because they love... Well, my genius paid for it. But the fans helped, I guess I could say, by listening. So, Adorable Boy Podcast. Signing off for the week.